Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Tuesday, July 12th, and this is People Every Day. Hello again, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here. There is a lot of big TV news out there today. We've got some Bachelorette season premiere recapping to do. And of course, we have to talk about all the Emmy noms that just dropped. The good, the bad, the snubs, everything. But first, let's get into what's swirling around on my timeline. Pippa Middleton is a mama again. People has learned Pippa Middleton and her husband, James Matthews, welcomed a baby girl a few weeks ago. Middleton, who is, of course, the younger sister of Kate Middleton, welcomed her first child, Arthur, back in October of 2018 and gave birth to her daughter, Grace, back in March of 2021. The new baby's name has not yet been made public. Now, Pippa's three children can look forward to lots of playdates with their royal cousins in the future. According to a source, Pippa and her family are planning a move to a village near Buckleberry in Berkshire, where Pippa and her siblings grew up and where their parents still live. Their new home will be about 50 minutes from Windsor, where Kate, William, and their three children are relocating this summer. A source previously told people that Pippa and her husband have been looking forward to settling down and, quote, having children and leading a quiet life. Well, it looks like they're doing just that, and congrats to the new family of five. Yesterday, we gave you an update on Amber Heard, so naturally, today, there is some new Johnny Depp news. Depp has settled a lawsuit stemming from an alleged assault involving a crew member on the set of his 2018 crime thriller, City of Lies. According to court documents reviewed by People, Depp and Greg Rocky Brooks, a location manager who worked on set with Depp, reached a settlement just weeks before they were set to go to a civil trial in Los Angeles later this month. The altercation between Depp and Brooks allegedly took place back in April of 2017. The Pirates of Caribbean star allegedly became angry when Brooks said they only had one more shot while filming a scene for City of Lies. In his complaint, Brooks stated that Depp then allegedly followed him and punched him in the ribs twice after screaming, Who the F are you? You have no right to tell me what to do. Because Depp and Brooks agreed to settle the suit yesterday, the upcoming trial has been pushed back to January 5th of next year. The filing did not publicly reveal what Depp must do to fulfill his end of the agreement, but if he complies, the case will most likely be dismissed. As Amber Heard and her team weigh their options in the wake of her defamation case with Depp, I I wouldn't be surprised if we hear more about this incident with Brooks. And now it's time to talk some TV. Earlier this morning, the 2022 Emmy nominations were revealed, and we're calling in an expert to discuss which stars and shows might be taking home the hardware this year. This morning, the Television Academy live-streamed their nominations for the 2022 Emmy Awards, announced by J.B. Smooth from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Television Academy Chairman and CEO Frank Sherma. Joining me to discuss all of the surprises, snubs, and reactions to this morning's nominations is People's Senior TV Editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Hi, Janine. Well, let's start with the laughs. Let's go into comedy series. So 
who stood out to you? What are you most excited about? Well, I mean, I feel like Abbott Elementary is really has been the talk of television for the last six months. It got nominated for Best Comedy Series and seven total nominations, including one for creator Quinta Brunson for Best Actress in a Comedy. I am so, so thrilled about that. The nominees in that category, in addition to Abbott, are Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows. The surprise snub there, though, is Blackish, its final season. Really expected to see it on this list. And it makes me feel like the Academy just feels like there's only room for one network comedy to get a nomination. And I, I strongly disagree. I have to say, I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm is on its umpteenth season. And honestly, Marvel's Mrs. Maisel wasn't at its best. Wow. Well, let's just go through the comedy acting nominations. Who stood out for you from this list? Well, I really think Best Actress in a Comedy Series is going to be between Quinta Brunson, who got the nomination. Kaylee Cuoco got the nomination. Elle Fanning, Rachel Brosnahan, and Issa Rae. But I think Quinta's biggest competition is Jean Smart for Hacks. Jean won last year. She was amazing in season two. That's going to be a tough one. And you know, that... That fight actually just happened on Celebrity Family Feud just a few days ago. It was the Hacks cast versus the Abbott Elementary cast. And just so you know, Hacks won in that competition. All right, let's move on to drama series. Top three series that are are, are sticking out for you in the drama category. Well, Squid Game got 14 nominations, including Best drama series. It's the first time a non-English speaking series has been up for that category, which is really exciting. Succession picked up a record 25 nominations. That's a record across the board. Of course, Ozark picked up a handful of nominations as well. The big story to me on the drama is Yellow Jackets, because this was this little Showtime show that could, and then all of a sudden it started to really build buzz as it aired. And now it's up for best drama. Melanie Linsky is up for Best Actress in a Drama drama Series. Christina Ricci is up for Supporting Actress. It's so good. And it's, it's also so genre. And we don't always see genre getting the love here. Well, let's talk lowlights of the nominations. You already brought up the Black-ish snub. But where did the Academy not show love this year? You guys, what does the Academy have against This Is Us? This Is Us, Once Upon a Time, an Emmy darling. Its final season was spectacular. It was terrific television. It echoed the quality of season one and no nominations. It got one for music and lyrics for their original songs. And honestly, Mandy Moore has wanted that nomination so bad and she deserved it. She worked her tail off in this final season and it kind of breaks my heart. Well, just before I lose you, what are some other things you think we have to mention here out of these Emmy nominations? We've got to mention The White Lotus, which got a bajillion nominations, including pretty much everyone in the entire cast. And then some some posthumous nominations. Norm MacDonald got some nominations, as did Jessica Walters. And Chadwick Boseman got a voice acting nomination for What If. Tons of double nominations as well, especially worth shouting out Sydney Sweeney for both Euphoria and The White Lotus. Julia Garner for... Inventing Anna, as well as Ozark. It's going to be a good night. I got to give one more shout out, and that is to Severance, the Apple TV Plus series, which was nominated for Best Drama. 14 nominations for that. And I'm also going to throw in a little shout out for Dope Sick, the limited series, which 
uh, got 14 nominations as well and maybe is one of the best things I saw on TV in the last year. The 2022 Emmy Awards are set to air live coast-to-coast at 8 p.m. ET, 5 p.m. PT on Monday, September 12th on NBC. The show will also stream live on Peacock. Brianne, so good having you. Thanks. All right, you guys, the newest season of The Bachelorette, or Bachelorettes, premiered last night on ABC, and I am so excited to sit down with our next guest to talk all things Rose-related. Bachelorette alum, Caitlin Bristow. The guys, the gossip, I cannot wait. But first, speaking of gossip, there's a lot of drama coming out of yesterday's big Broadway announcement. After the break, we get into the theater world's reaction to Leah Michelle stepping into the spotlight in Funny Girl. Stay right there. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Hello, gorgeous. Face the facts. You don't got it. You think beautiful girls are going to stay in style forever? We are back, and that was an excerpt of a promo for Funny Girl, starring Beanie Feldstein. For now, we touched on this story a bit at the top of yesterday's show, but Feldstein announced over the weekend that she would be leaving the Broadway revival of Funny Girl several months earlier than expected. Feldstein and the show itself has weathered some pretty poor reviews. The New York Times said of her performance, quote, Feldstein is not stupendous. She's good. She's funny enough in places and immensely likable always, as was already evident from her performances in the movies Booksmart and Lady Bird and on Broadway in Hello, Dolly. You root for her to raise the roof, but she only bumps against it a little. Oof. Her voice, though solid and sweet and clear, is not well suited to the music, and you feel her working as hard as she can to power through the gap. Wow. In her message to fans, Feldstein said producers wanted to take the show, quote, in another direction, and that direction leads to Leah Michelle. Yesterday afternoon, it was officially confirmed that Glee star Leah Michelle would be taking over the lead role in the wake of Feldstein's departure. Having Michelle take over isn't a huge shock, given she is a huge fan in real life and famously covered the show's Don't Rain on My Parade while playing Rachel Berry way back in season one of Glee. Feldstein's last night on stage as Fanny Bryce is July 31st, and her understudy will keep the seat warm until Leah Michelle takes center stage on September 6th. What's even more interesting is that Jane Lynch, who plays Fanny's mother, Mrs. Bryce, will be departing the show on September 4th. Lynch and Feldstein were both originally supposed to depart together on September 25th. And here's where some more drama comes in. Lynch and Michelle were co-stars on Glee, a show where we saw Leah Michelle rise to national prominence and also where we heard numerous rumors about how she was on set when she wasn't belting out solos. Now, for her part, Michelle has said in the past, I apologize for my behavior and for any pain which I have caused. And now this week, she is just focusing on the positive. She issued a statement after the news broke that she'd be taking over the role of Fanny Bryce, saying in part, a dream come true is an understatement. I am so incredibly honored. 
I mean, all that said, it will be interesting to see how audiences respond to the show, given the intense backlash so far. Who knows if all of the negativity will be enough to, you know, rain on Leah Michelle's parade. Last night, the newest season of The Bachelorette premiered with two women looking for love, Gabby Wendy and Rachel Recchia, who were on our show last week. It's the first time the franchise will air a full season with two leads in the driver's seat. It's not the first time there were two Bachelorettes, though. Diehard fans of the show will recall that Caitlin Bristow's season started with two Bachelorettes on night one. But by the time night one ended, the men of her season voted that Caitlin will continue her journey to find her husband on the show and Britt Nielsen would be going home. So much has happened since then, and we have to talk about last night's premiere. So joining me now to discuss it all is Caitlin Bristow herself. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. We're excited to have you. I am so unprofessional. My phone literally just beeped. I'm sorry. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) No problem at all. So we just took a quick trip down memory lane there talking about your season of The Bachelorette. When you first heard there would be two leads this season, what were your thoughts? At first, I was like, no, please don't do this again. I thought we learned our lesson the first time. Nobody liked having two bachelorettes the last time. It felt like we were pitted against each other. I thought they both deserved their own season. But from watching their social media and their friendship develop and seeing that they still seem close, I'm like hoping that it worked out well for everybody. And I know it's The Bachelor. I know it's The Bachelorette. We're all dating the same people in the same pool. It's weird and I get it. But I just feel like we've already done the two bachelorette thing, even if it was just for a night. But I'm hoping it just works out for them in the end. How do you feel like they're handling having two leads again? Of course, like when you go on The Bachelor, you're feeling compared to all the women in the house because you're all dating the same guy and you're all looking at each other being like, well, what does he like? And and you're comparing yourselves. You can already tell that they do have similar taste in men and that I'm sure that's going to be a problem because we see in the teaser as well that somebody says, I can't accept this rose. I want it from Gabby. It doesn't make you feel special and you should feel special as the lead and on this journey for yourself to find love. Well, when Gabby and Rachel were on the show last week, they told us about how they made communicating with each other a top priority. So uh, did you and Britt have a plan like this? Britt and I were really good friends. And so a lot of the times we did communicate and we did talk to each other and lean on each other through it. I think that's actually a really important thing that they're going to have to do through the whole season. It's going to get messy, but so, so is the show. So are a lot of relationships. Yeah. And you and Britt are, are still friends. Yeah. Well, let's talk about these limo entrances that we saw. I burst out laughing when James, the meatball enthusiast, popped out of the car with this massive and massive meatball sub. What was your favorite entrance last night? You know what I was thinking is that Usually they're like way more over the top and more, um, I don't know, I felt like there wasn't as many little like bits that people were doing. I actually did like the meatball one. If you're going to call yourself a meatball enthusiast, you better show up with a meatball sub for everybody enough to feed the whole mansion. (laughs) And that's what he did. We saw a lot of Clayton pickup lines last night. So many of the men brought it up. And I got to ask, as a former bachelorette, like, does that turn you off? when your bachelor ex is brought up? I thought it was tacky. I didn't like all the Clayton drags. Like we've already done enough to him. He's speaking now about mental health and he 
had a really hard time. I felt so sad. And I mean, a couple are funny, of course. The choir, little over the top. But you know what? I talked to him on my podcast and he had a really good attitude about it. He was like, you know, at this point, I just have to laugh. Wow. As Bachelor fans know, on night one, everyone is after that coveted first impression rose. Rachel gave hers to Tino, a general contractor, and Gabby gave hers to Mario, a personal trainer. So do you think these men will go the distance? And aside from Tino and Mario, uh, who else stood out to you? There's been a lot of bachelorettes that have given their first impression rose out to the final winner. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they made it really far. Eric, he stood out to me, even though I didn't like his reaction to not getting the first impression rose, but I also understand it. And it's really hard to navigate as the bachelorette because you want to be present in the first conversation and the last, the same way you were at the beginning. And then you think that you had this special moment with them and then you don't get the rose. It's night one and I'm questioning everything. I'm upset. I thought we had something. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, even though I didn't like how he reacted to it. But he was someone that I thought was sweet. You hosted a few seasons of the show with alum Tasha Adams and you both did a fabulous job, by the way. If you could have been there with Gabby and Rachel, what advice? would you have given them? Oh my gosh. I wish that we could be there for them only because I think we learned from the last couple seasons of hosting that it was really unique to have someone there for the lead who has been in that position before and who could show the same, like under, understand their emotions, their insecurities, their, like we can validate them and be there for them. We see a lot of Bachelor alums make guest appearances during Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons. Will we see you and your fiancé, Jason, popping up and making a cameo? <laughs> we actually won't be coming up on this season. I know that there was like a chance for us to a couple times, but we're so busy and all over the place that we couldn't make it work. Um, otherwise, I would have loved to be there for them. Wedding planning, you know, we're just slowly but surely doing it. We both have such different lives, but like... When we're together, we try and do what we can to move forward with wedding planning. And it's just, it's really hard to plan a wedding when you're not in the same city. And when you like hire someone, we have someone, <laughs> we have a wedding planner. The only problem is we had a date and we had a venue and they came back to us and they're like, we, this has never happened to us before, but we actually are booked that date. And we didn't think we were, I'm okay with a long engagement. I've I've had that before, and I always joke, and Jason agrees, that once we get married, it's like baby time anyways. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Caitlin, this has been so fun, and it was just such a pleasure having you on. Everyone, make sure to listen to her podcast. She gets all the Bachelorette goods. And thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. All right, with how heavy the news has been as of late, we thought we could all use a nice, warm, nostalgic palate cleanser to close out the show, which is exactly why we have to talk about a video that's been circulating that features legendary comedian and actor Robin Williams alongside legendary, adorable red monster Elmo. Back in the early 90s, Williams was a guest on Sesame Street, and in the clip, Williams riffs and improvises a scene with Elmo. And I mean, what's not to love? The scene starts out with the two talking about using their imaginations to turn an ordinary stick into something else. Oh, Mr. Williams. Elmo. What are you going to do with that stick? Oh, there's lots of things you can do with this stick, Elmo. Hey, maybe you can be playing hockey with it. Like, 
Yeah, I've been a goalie now for about three years, and it hasn't affected me. Or it could be a king. Well, Nancy and I are just happy to be here. Robin Williams was a master of improvising, and it seems like no one knew exactly where he was going at times, and apparently neither did he. The clip even shows a flu bloopers. Maybe it could be like a baton. There you are, conducting a full orchestra. Thank you, Madonna, for that lovely lingerie melody. I better go back. We'll never be able to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But what made him so great was how he was always on and always had a funny reaction, just ready to go, even when someone like Elmo made a mistake. You know, I told you I'm going to do with this stick. What? I'm going to give it to you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Robbins. Mr. Robbins? Taking the stick back, I'm off the... So he then just walks off camera with the stick and Elmo shrinks away in embarrassment. (laughs) Robin Williams was such a gift to us all and gone too soon, but this video is a fun reminder of his genius. So be sure to see it for yourself. A little, you know, something to make you smile. And with that, guys, thank you for joining us again today. And we will have all the news you need to know again tomorrow on People Every Day.